0: Hi, I'm Dr. Mitch Harlan, and welcome to the Truth Talks Podcast. I'm here today with Mike Sea Rock. Mike, how are you? Doing
1: good, Dr. Mitch. How you doing, man?
0: I'm doing well, man. You are the author of the book, Rocket Fuel. I see it there sitting right behind you. Let's show everybody what that looks like. Yeah, here you go. Get a, get a, get a close-up. <laughs> right there, baby. So tell, me, tell us a little bit about uh, Rocket Fuel before we jump into uh, who you are.
1: Yeah, so I, uh, I grew up around a lot of brokenness. Mitch. And uh, when I did, um, I I witnessed a lot of people telling a story and then living that story out that they would tell. So if I had an alcoholic in my family, a drug addict, or somebody that was dealing with anxiety and depression, they always told a story why that was like that. And then they would live it out. And it was so obvious to me. I sat there and watched it. I'm like, you're storing everything in your trunk and your trunk is weighing you down and slowing you down. And then you're living out the story that you're telling. It's like so obvious to me. And I would call them out on it, and then they would start to resent me for it because it's the truth. I know I love how this is called the truth talk. (laughs) It was the truth. I was just being truthful. Well, what I started to realize in my life, too, is I started realizing that, you know, if you could take everything that came your way and it seemed like it was there to stop you or slow you down, but it's really not. It's everything's for us. We know that. And you store it in your tank and convert it into rocket fuel. You become unstoppable. And so I wrote a book about that and there's stories from my life in there, stories from my days of mentorship when I was being mentored and what I learned. And, um, you know, since that book came out, I've learned so much more. I'm a constant lifetime learner and I probably could write several more books. I just haven't gotten over the editing process yet. And that that traumatic experience of <laughs> editing a book. Tell me. But uh, yeah, so that's that's what it was all about.
0: You know, I, uh, I I love bringing on different guests for different reasons. And uh, this is this one's kind of this is kind of uh, kind of powerful for me because we had a conversation before and it seems like our lives kind of parallel a little bit. And so I'm going to ask you the questions I ask myself all the time. You know, you, you are at, in a successful career. I have a successful career, but there was something burning inside me that said there's more for you. And I assume that that might be something that you went through. Do you ever go through that moment in time where you were like, man, do I, is is the stuff that's going through my head and the stuff I want to say to people, is it, is it really something they want to listen to?
1: Uh, yeah, you know what? I do go through that at times. Um, you know, really, man, I was just thinking about this the other day. I hear other people nowadays from when I first started till now, there's so many people out there just preaching and preaching and preaching on, on social media and that kind of gets on my nerves because, and by the way, I say gets on my nerves because I see myself when I started in these people that are on social media nowadays and they're just regurgitating a lot of information and 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 very bad storytelling. And I, I believe that uh, you can make a big impact when you're vulnerable and transparent and tell stories. And I don't see a lot of that in a lot of the preaching and thought leadership that's on Instagram and all these other places. So yeah, I, I go through that sometimes and I remind myself that, I need to not just talk about lessons and things, but share stories and, uh, you know, relate to people.
0: You know, you, you had a, you had a great saying. Um, it was, it was one that I, I absolutely love. Matter of fact, I think it's probably one of the best damn sayings I've ever heard. So if you hear it repeat, I'll try and give you credit for it, but I'm going to be sharing this thing, man. Cause it's a fair best. enough.
1: I'm, I'm good with it. It
0: says if I make millions of dollars, those thousand dollar problems will be minuscule, man that's wicked powerful right there.
1: Yeah. You know, I used to get worked up about little things, man. And then, um, you know, like, I think the story was, I was telling when I said that was, you know, uh, I I would come home and my wife when Amazon started to get popular and UPS and I come home and there's boxes at the door every time I come home from work. And I'm like every single day and I would get worked up about like, what are you doing? Like, why are you, why are you spending so much money? Like all of a sudden, like, do you have a problem? Like, and I was thinking and all I could see was dollar signs and adding up. And I'm like, I felt like I was on a like a, a hamster wheel, you know, and I couldn't keep up. And then I realized like, wait a minute, I just need to outpace her. And then also need, you know, create bigger problems. So, cause if I was like, focused on these little thousands and maybe 10,000, I don't know how much she was spending, but like $10,000 problems. If I'm making millions and focus on millions, that stuff's like minuscule. So like, that's what I mentioned when I said something about considering how big the universe is. And then thinking about our emotions and our daily little present time problems, they're not really a big deal, um, you know, because at the end of the day, like, think about it. Like, if you think about going straight up in the air as far as you could and not stopping until you get to wherever the end is, you, you can't even think like that. You can't. It just hurts to think like that. So I think expansion helps a lot with uh, little tiny everyday present time problems And uh, I think a lot of our problems too, Dr. Mitch, come from um, this concept in our head that there's not enough space. And we get closed up and we get like tight. Figuratively, right? And it's not really figuratively. It's actually literally, but it's not seen. It's more of like an energy matter situation. But when we go out and see, maybe you go out in the night sky and see how big the sky is, or you go out to the, the desert or the mountains and you see how big things are, it just our problems, they're not that big a deal.
0: When did you come to that discovery?
1: Um, well, first I heard it was when I, when I was, Grant Cardone was a mentor of mine back in the day. And I, I just heard him say, man, you guys need bigger problems. And I was like, what does that mean? Bigger problems? Shit, I don't, I don't want to deal with the problems I have right now. What do you mean bigger problems? I, I just couldn't wrap my head around it at first. Then I started to realize like, oh, uh, okay. First of all, life sucks if you don't have problems. Matter of fact, people will, if you don't create problems to handle and, and to overcome and, and, and confront, you will like like you will like do destructive things to, to cause it. So you can have, I guess my point is, is that you're going to create problems for yourself no matter what. It's either constructive or destructive problems, right? And so I started to realize life without problems is not not even a life. So I'm going to have problems. I might as well have big ones.
0: <laughs> I love it. You know, it's a simple concept, but it's so real, right?
1: Yeah, and it's like driving down a highway. Like, everybody's been on a four-lane highway, and it's straight, not hilly, nothing to look at. Would you rather ride on that? No bumps, nothing, just nothing. Or would you rather be on a little bit of a windy road, hilly road, scenery, mountains, water to see, animals to see?
0: you know, I, I, uh, again, I, I, I get to experience the lives of, you know, thousands of people every year and man, it's just a blessing to me. It's actually what drove me to do this. Cause I'm like, man, there is so much suffering in this world. If, if one thing or two things, uh, producer Chad and I, we tagged a thing, you know, eight seconds in every conversation has a chance to change your life. And, and I'm like, man, this guy's got such a great message. And so a lot of people do. And I know that you have a company that facilitates these podcasts. So tell, tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So I was in mortgages, real estate for 20 years. Um, I had some of my bestest friends I grew up with since we were kids. We started this company and we grew it to seven branches, 50 some employees, hundreds of employees over the time came through and we were doing anywhere between 11 to 13 million a year in revenue and thinking life was great. Come home. All of us were married, healthy, healthy kids, married for a long time, beautiful wives, I come home and I was conflicted because I wasn't fulfilled. You were telling me on the phone the other day and the story, and I tell the same story every day. And you were like, just talking about it through chiropractic versus mortgages. But I was, uh, I just was coming home confused because I was doing everything I thought I was taught to do in life, which is take care of your family, provide make, make a lot of money, have a nice house on the water here. Like this view I have is sick, but I was like something inside me is telling me that I'm not fulfilling the purpose that I was put here for. Like I'm not playing a big enough game. There's something like, so I peeled back all the layers and I found out that I wasn't playing a big enough game. And I really realized that this, like what you guys are looking at for those of you watching, like this body, this is just, this is the body that I'm using as my vehicle while I'm here. I identify as a spiritual being. Like I'm so big. All of us are, we just don't realize it. I I found out that I'm a big, huge being spiritual being. And I, and I can accomplish so much and help so much. So once I peel back the layers and realized that, then I pushed the pedal down to the metal and I said, you know what? I'm going to be that one. And I just started saying that all the time. I'm going to be that one. And leaning into it unapologetically. Well, in doing that, I said, I need to get known because I'm a, I'm a performance coach and a scaling business expert and, and brand builder. And I, I, I just felt like the best kept secret. And I said, I can't be the best kept secret anymore. I need to get this, this message out. So I decided and committed to get known globally. Well, when I did that, uh, podcasting fell in my lap. I didn't four or five years ago. I didn't even know what a podcast was. And some guy asked me to come on a show. Shout out to Chris Donaldson office hours podcast. And I went on a show and I felt like a rock star. My confidence went up. Uh, I started having all these cognitions happen. These aha moments. I realized like, wow, man, like this is how Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, Ed, my lab, this is how all they did it. They went on a bunch of podcasts. Now, When you go on a podcast, people don't realize this. Your name appears in the title. When people publish the podcast, it goes on their website. Now you're not just on your own website. You're on every single podcast that you go on as a guest's website. What's better than just having your own website and your name on there? You have your links, your name on multiple. So now Google search optimization goes through the roof for your name. Your credibility and authority go up because people see you interviewed over and over again. They ever Google search you. I just realized all these powers of of repurposing of content taking the content and now you can take the content and put it in 30 60 second reels tiktoks youtube shorts you can become omnipresent to the people that matter in your business i saw all this on this first episode i was like oh, i gotta i gotta lean into this so what i did dr mitch is i kept going and i did seven to ten podcasts a week my wife was so annoyed because i was doing them in the in the uh in the dining room okay i had a setup. up I had like a step and repeat set up. This is crazy to think about. I'm telling a story. Like, I can't even believe I did this. I set up in my dining room table, a step and repeat permanently sitting in our dining room. I can't believe my wife even let me do that. And it said, what are you made of? And it was different. It wasn't a real brick wall like this is with a sign. And I did the podcast for, I don't know how many episodes there and and guested on a lot of shows there. And I started seeing the results and I said, man, I'm just going to continue to do this. And I became known and I would go places. People would recognize me. They want to take selfies. They'd want my autograph. I was just blown away by it. I'm like, this is, this is powerful because I still felt like the same guy, but now people's perception of me changed. So then uh, I did that for a long time. I've been on over 922 podcasts in the last four years. And I decided a year and a half ago to start a company called that one to show other people how to do this in their business and for their personal brand by getting on the top 5% shows and above and then leveraging that attention.
0: They, for every, uh, C-Rock out there, right? There's a million of people that don't have that it factor and just that factor that they can easily get on, have conversations. They know enough about the general world where they can pretty much communicate with anything, pivot, do whatever it is they have to do. Right. And one of the things that you do is you're a performance coach too. I, 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 again, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here a little bit, but you've seen some of these posts of these life coaches in their thirties and so on and so forth. And you're like, man, what the hell do you know yet? Right? Like you haven't been through your divorce. You haven't, haven't lost a business. You haven't done all this stuff, but this performance coaching, tell me about that. Because I think that, I think anybody can come up with something really good, but they got to have that skill factor. So tell me about your performance coaching.
1: Well, first of all, anybody can coach someone as long as there's a few steps ahead of them right so that's important to understand because i mean i i could very easily sit there and look at people and say you know man what do you know you're 25 years old but as long as they're ahead of the people that they're coaching and they've experienced some things there there's nobody better to coach somebody on a topic or an experience than somebody that's been through it right 100 so everybody can be a coach everybody is a coach everybody is an influencer right And then also the if factor, like everybody's got the it factor inside of them. They just have to like, it's really not whether they have it or not. It's whether they found it or not and then have developed it. Right. So to talk about, what did you want me to talk about performance?
0: Like performance coaching guy, does guy call you up and say, Hey man, I need, I need help figuring out how to do this.
1: Yeah. So I have a servant heart. I wake up obsessed every morning to help people. So I don't charge. I don't have a, like a service where I um, charge for performance coaching. I have businesses and I run services through these businesses. And then I coach and consult through my businesses as added value. It's just part of, part of what I do. I can't even help it. So, um, so that's what I do. I can very easily um, start a company too, with that part of it as well. I just it hasn't been on my heart to do that right now. And, um, but yeah, I spent three years, three hours a week, three years with one of the greatest performance coaches on the planet. His name's Richard Dolan. He's worked with LeBron James, Juwan Howard, Miami Heat, the Lakers, Mike Tyson, you name it. Drake, he's been with a, a lot of a lot of people that everybody's heard of before. Um, I just immersed myself in his his content and, his, and being in proximity to him and learned some of the just, and, and by the way, I get the benefit of everything he did and the people that he was around. And uh, then I just basically took it and made it my own around my experiences and my personality. And so I, I didn't, I didn't copy. I don't copy. I got a lot of the lessons from rich, um, but I, but I made it my own and I emulate him for sure. And uh, that's, yeah, that's where it's come from.
0: So that, that brings up another great topic. So uh, on a couple things that may be more now, I don't know if my Intel was exactly up to date, but you've got over a million followers. I don't know if you're reaching 2 million yet or whatever, but that's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. So here's a question I would ask you. A question I would want to know is, so who do you follow? Who do you who do you read? Who do you watch?
1: Um, well, Grant Grant Cardone was a guy four or five years ago that I caught on to, and I was just like intrigued by uh, what he was talking about. Um, I don't agree with everything he says all the time, and the way he acts sometimes he's knucklehead sometimes. But, um, but uh, no, I mean, I I just I respect him and what he's accomplished. Um, but you, you know, there's tons of people, but right now like I would, let's talk about right now. I'm, I'm reading a book called, uh, Arate and it's 900 pages and it's all little micro lessons that he's learned. And he studied all these different people and I'm diving into this thing right now. And I'm reading it and a lot of the things I've heard before, but there's other things that I just haven't looked at it from the perspective he's looked at it. And so, I mean, I, I would pay attention to that right now. If I was, you know, anybody that's out there looking for something new to get into, um, what else am I reading? Um, Robert green wrote the 48 laws of power. He's also got the daily laws book and every day has a different law to read. And I've been reading that. Um, I read the Bible every day and, uh, I'm also an L Ron Hubbard fan. Um, you know, I'm a Christian, but I, I I'm really into L Ron Hubbard's writings. I, I don't, not everybody agrees with it. And there's been some bad stuff out there about Scientology and different things, but everything that I've read is just amazing and i uh, i think it gets a bad rap because it helps people get off drugs and there's some pharmacy pharmacy uh fans and people from the pharmaceutical world and psychiatric world that aren't a fan of be money being taken from them so they don't like things that work so that's just my experience and those those are the things i'm i'm reading right now
0: yeah, that's a great perspective man i i know it i know for me like uh i love to be challenged all the time in my thinking right and I think guys like us, a lot of times we we challenge ourselves more than anybody does, right? Like, man, was that is that uh, something that I should have said in that moment or thought about in that moment? But it is it is super fascinating. So, y'all, I also want to talk to you a little bit about this because it's it's kind of something that that uh, I heard from you that actually hit home for me. But you were talking about who you who you are, celebritizing yourself. Is that necessary for the greater growth?
1: So. For business, are we talking about business? Business,
0: podcast, I mean, yeah.
1: Well, anything you're trying to expand, you need to have to be known, right? So it, it could be your personal brand. You yourself need to become celebritized in your industry, your space, or your company needs to be celebritized. So, you know, some people are like, well, I'm not really the type of person to be out there and face of the company, this and that? Well, it's okay. We'll make sure that there's somebody that is doing that, but then the company, and on the size of the company, but the company is celebritized got to be known. Like you don't, the, the worst thing you can do is be good at what you do and be the best kept secret. So right. number one thing in business, number one thing is promotion. Like that's first step one, promote, 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 tell people about what you're doing. Because if you're not doing that, it doesn't nothing else matters. It doesn't matter if you have systems and processes. It doesn't matter if you're, uh, you know, your follow-up game's good. It doesn't matter if your fulfillment's good. It doesn't matter if your culture and your company's good, core values. doesn't None of that matters unless you can promote and people know who you are. So for me, celebritization and becoming that one in your industry, which is also about differentiation, not becoming a commodity and, and commoditizing yourself or your service, your business, differentiation. That's what that one's all about. So what, what's the next step for you? next step for me, I'm going, uh, my son just finished his senior year uh, football. They won a state championship undefeated. And, uh, I just wanted to commit to that and make sure I was around for that and help out any way I could. And now that he's done, I'm going to go back on the road speaking, um, live events. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to go out there and just meet a lot of people, be around a lot of people, um, and build this company and build that one into one of the premier, um, celebritization companies out there.
0: Which is phenomenal because actually I'm going to be calling you once we get off of this uh, show because uh, we need to do that. Uh, it's one of the things that, you know, my Achilles heel is, is um, you know, I run a big business and time, right? And so it it's like there's just certain things you can't do on your own. So you will be getting a call from me because uh, we need to get into that zone and. Uh, after reading all the stuff about you and who you are, uh, I I'm mean, I'm, I'm hook, line, and sinker on that. If I get the hat and the shirt, do I get a hat and a shirt? Yeah, yeah,
1: we have merch for you. Yeah, yeah right. that one, merch.com, that one, merch.com. Go check That's it out. Right. We have <laughs> hoodies too. The hoodies are the best. And listen, here's the thing there's a lot of people that do what we do, not to the level we do and how we do it, but they don't do it themselves or for themselves. Like I, what I did, and this is something for everybody to think about. If you're taking notes, write this down if you find something in your business that works or you're doing something for yourself that works, make a business out of it. Like why would you figure something out that works and execute on it for yourself and then not create an opportunity for other people to take advantage of it and then monetize it. And that's all I'm doing. I'm coming from a place of doing it every day, having success with it, going through the trials and errors and all this other stuff. And uh, and then, and then I just make a business out of it by offering it to other people. And it's, and then, by the way, this is like, the mortgage business, when I made millions, I was not like excited about waking up and going to work every day. Now. I I mean, I love it. I feel like I'm on vacation every day and, 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 but I'm still being like, I'm still being very successful and impactful.
0: Well, I mean, you're out of the kitchen and you got a good view now. So, I mean, obviously something went successful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Although so, you know what? I, I got to tell you this too. Like when I'm not shooting the show and on, on all those shows, I still go up to the dining room and i'll sit there and i got another laptop up there my wife gets so mad because i have like she's a, by the way she's an angel and I'm, i i don't want to paint her in a bad light because she's not but she's just like i just built this freaking <laughs> awesome studio man cave where you got to still have your stuff up here but i like to read in the dining room and uh do some of my calls up there you know so
0: man i tell you what it's uh it, it's fun and i'll I want to I want to I share something I want to share some things with you. I mean, hopefully, you know we can stay in contact. I, I know how timing goes and stuff, but yeah, I was really I was really drawn to you when I when I started learning about you because I'm like, wow, man, this guy kind of parallels me a lot. You know, on this show, I'm uh, some people give me a little bit of shit about it, but uh, you know, I'm big into the Navy SEAL mindset. Um, I, I've, I've actually done a pretty extensive study on, um, on on true pathological brain patterning and so on and so forth and. The brain's pretty easy to understand if you if you kind of understand how the human nature and the human body works and and uh, how the chemistry works and so on and so forth and and that's what I'm going to be doing a lot of in in my consulting thing which I do now with people, uh, but it it is fascinating and I'm sure you get the same. Like I I had a guy who you know him and his wife are going through an issue and he you know he comes to my office. he's like man I know I need to talk to you right and then. um, one of the funny stories that I had about that same billionaire, he texts me two or three times a week and crazy stuff. And I'm like, man, you got, you got nothing better to do. And he told me this story. He said, uh, one of my friends, which is another, uh, very, very wealthy friend of his, he said, um, and, and no, no, no disrespect to Tony, but Tony does some of their stuff, some of their, their mastermind stuff. And, uh, but he said, uh, he says, you know, I'm kind of I don't know. I'm kind of past Tony. He says, like, who, who do you call when, like, like you got some shit that you really need to process through? He said, well, you might want to sit down for this. He says, it's a chiropractor out of Northland, Colorado. <laughs> and, and it was, it was humbling, but yet I get it from the neurological standpoint, standpoint, man. It doesn't matter how much money you have, you still have problems. And that's why I love those sayings that you had, right? Great, bigger problems and or create something bigger to eliminate the small problems. So I, I, that was, that's just phenomenal saying. I absolutely love that. Um, I'm glad we had you on the show, man. I, uh, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I, and I really enjoy where you come from, your, your perspective on things and, and I'm hoping we stay in touch because there's a lot of things I know that you can teach me and and I'm, I'm willing to learn.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Same, same to you, man. I mean, I'm a lifetime learner, so I love to hear, you know, things that you're picking out and, you know, it's not just like, it's not just a specific uh, lesson. It's the perception of the person that got the lesson. And when they share their perception of it, it can change things as well. So it could be the same concept that we've heard millions of times. So I'm always interested in, I study human behavior all the time as well. So part of human behavior is the perceptions people have of things. So now I'm open to it too. And for sure, man, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, man, I, I'm a freak about that stuff. Um, just how it affects people neurochemically. And, and if, you under, if, you, if you understand the why, uh, that your brain goes to the places that it goes to life is just so much easier. We are so emotionally driven. And that's why, that's why people in success, guy like yourself. And the reason I asked that question before about being kind of an emotional robot is it's a straight line. Uh, the curves come from the emotions. And if you can eliminate a lot of the emotion, you can't eliminate it all, but if you eliminate a lot of it, man, the answer comes to you real fast
1: yeah I always say if I stay up toned emotionally, everything always works out for me you know right. and, and and like you said, you can't always be up there, but you know chronically you want to be high toned emotionally, but you know you're gonna have your acute moments where you're get angry, you get impatient or antagonistic you know but like as long as you can keep yourself in and at at, at uh at call, you could just change you're gonna be well taken care of
0: I agree with you, couldn't agree with you more. Let's stay in touch, buddy. Uh, If there's anything I can ever do for you, let me know. Thank you for coming on our show, though. I, I greatly appreciate
1: it. Appreciate you, man.